Bradaloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 494, November 9th, 2020. 70 degrees was the high on this day in 1999, and it was as cold as 12 degrees on three different occasions in November 9th, 1933, 1945, and three years ago, 2017. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Is Kenny joining us? Yeah, he's here. Sitting right here. Hi, Kenny. Listening to you talk about yourself off the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Con- congratulating yourself for being awesome. Uh, <laughs> Dean, pushing back in St. Louis Park, wants us to know that the other good thing about Mr. Robinson, Mark Robinson, down uh, the lieutenant general-elect mm-hmm. in North Carolina, is that he did not appear on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he won. Right. And uh, frequent uh, contributor Downing has a uh, television advisory for all of GLers. Please. Oh, I think I know what he's going to say. I did see this. Tonight at 8 p.m. on local public television is a uh, documentary called Stalag Luft 3, One Man's Story. Uh, Downing says all GLers must watch, must watch this. It will be the first time on TV, but I saw it at a Veterans Day screening last year. All GLers will want to see this. It's a true story about Minnesotan Charles Worley uh, from Pine City, Minnesota to war-torn Europe. World War II U.S. 8th Air Force Bombardier Lieutenant Charles Worley relives his experiences as a prisoner of war in Stalag Luft III, made famous by the movie The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Worley survived two years of uncertainty and tremendous hardship by his wits, courage, and compassion. His harrowing saga can teach us about war and about life. You must see this. You won't believe the inner strength of this great living American who left us shortly after the film was made in 2015. And uh, Downing linked me to the obit that appeared in the Star Tribune in 2015, and I read it. So, uh, yes, I- I'm, I'm going to, uh, to watch this. I'm going to tape it for sure because yeah. I want, I don't uh, know how to I do want that. my kids to watch that. I don't too. know how to do that. So, thank you for that. In fact, I better put it here so I remember it. Thank you for that, for that heads up. Well, how is everybody post election? Yeah. Uh, are we? Are we post election? Right. Are we? At? You know, I've been thinking about this. It's. It's. I would imagine we have. Many, many listeners who would love it today if I came in full of fire and fury about election fraud. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we have many listeners who are more than accepting of the outcome. And to me, it's easy to make peace with this outcome. But again, we have many, many listeners. I think it's the nature of the... The nature of the podcast world tends to uh, skew conservative thinking. Okay. Would that be a fair statement? Um, uh, the successful ones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm reasonably certain that many, many listeners would, would have anticipated or would have enjoyed today had I started out saying, this cannot stand, this is fraud. Well, A, I don't know that it is, and B, I personally don't have the means to go to contested states where there's a 1.4% margin of victory for Biden, for example, and recount all the ballots. That's not in my purview. I don't have that ability. <clears throat> I don't know that the country has the ability. I don't know if the country wants aren't they, to. Aren't they obligated to? Well, where, where, state, where states, uh, states set their own laws and where there's margins of victory that demand a recount, yes, that's happening. That's happening. But to, to blindly say Philadelphia is corrupt, we got to get in there and recount the votes. I, I have no way to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Show me, and, and you, got, <laughs> I have, no and way you to have my it. attention. Show yeah. me that it's happened, you have my attention. Well, Otherwise, right now, I don't have anything to go on. I just have to accept these results. So you haven't seen enough um, or heard enough or read enough to think that uh, a, re- a recounting is, is warranted? 
I is think that what I'm hearing? It, it Obviously, you don't have the resources, but... Do you think a recount is warranted? Uh, I think in all the close battle states, yeah. Well, I, I, if you're going to go down that road, here's what I would say. And this can't happen. It, it probably won't happen. You've got to recount every state, then. You've got to yeah. recount the entire That's country. Fine. And this That's won't be, fine. and that won't be done until December. I mean, what, what was Biden's margin of victory in Minnesota? I don't think it was close, was it? No, a recount is not going to flip Minnesota. But but hang on here, because I didn't say all states. Your, I, said I did. I'm saying all states. You have been the guy, right. Joe, for a lot of years that has said. You know, why are we trying to screw up something that isn't broken about the voting system in place? Yeah, For me, it appears that what you predicted has come true. And that's right. I guess that's the road I'm willing to go down is uh, this just doesn't pass the smell test. No. no. So so a Trump victory would you would uh, presume that that was a, that was not tampered with. No, what I'm no, saying is... No, I would is, say the same thing. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I guess Close what I'm elections saying... elections need to be recounted and counted again. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, and I know I, I keep going back to that video I watched that you dismissed of the voter fraud that's taking place in, Minneapolis? in the 5th Congressional yeah, District. Yeah. And I'm saying, I firmly believe that, A, not only is that going on, but this is going on all over the country. Okay. And I'm saying it's affecting both sides of the political aisle. I'm not just saying that this is why Trump didn't get reelected. I'm saying... I think that there is massive voter fraud going on throughout the entire country. When we say everything that wasn't broken got fixed, it can be distilled down to really a couple of sentences. When you vote in person, you're the only person who handles your ballot. Right. You're the only one who sees it. You're the only one who touches it. You're the only one who sticks it in the machine. Go home. See you later. Yep. When you have a mail situation, you don't know how many hands it goes through. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. None. And, and when you send out unsolicited ballots to the disinterested, only God knows what took place. Right. But when you vote in person, and I'm guilty of doing that, you know, three or four days early, but I voted in person. When you vote in person... You are in control of your ballot. You're the only one who sees it, touches it, and fills it in. Put so in are slot. you backtracking oh. on your opening statement now? What are uh, you doing uh, here? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm wandering in the desert trying to be a centrist in a country where there is no center. Yeah, mm. I got that. I, yeah, I get that. There's no center. So, no, for instance, right. I, I saw a tweet by the governor of South Dakota, and I know everybody knows that I'm, in, I'm infatuated with her. But she said, voter fraud is highly unlikely in South Dakota because... Not only are you required to vote in person for the most part, but you also have to have an ID. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that that is not a policy. Yeah. You know, where I could just walk into a voting and say, I'm Jim Smith, and I would live at 123 Main. Well, they, I, my ID was never checked. But, but I, for those of you who think that a recount is mandated, a national recount, <clears throat> what entity do you envision arranging that? What it would what, have to what, be? It would have to be nonpartisan, right? It would have to be what congressionally instructed. It, it it just can't it can't be some guy who goes on a podcast called Garage Logic and says, "Count the votes over." That's not that means nothing, right? So I don't I don't foresee this happening. I do not foresee a recount. I think the numbers uh, in states where the states own laws trigger a recount, fine, those recounts should take place, obviously. That's their state law. I believe it's in Wisconsin. It's a state law. It's 1%. Right. Okay. That's, that's, that's probably all the recounting you'll see, and I, I'm, not, I'm not terribly... I'm not upset by that. I, I guess I'm going with well, the philosophy of if there's smoke, there's fire. Where's, guess, the, where's the smoke? Well, okay, how about the story, uh, was it Nevada or Arizona, where they were still accepting ballots past 10 o'clock? Mm. Okay. Let st let's start the show over. Yep. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware, Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> but you, you, okay, so you, 
how uh, accurate do you think that story? Th- this is where we are lost in a sea of accusations. I'm going to see if I can find the story. Right, and but and we going. can't. And I'm not calling you out. No, I'm no, just no, saying, I know you're not. This is what I. I need concrete evidence that four million ballots were found and they were all Trump. And okay, they were not but counting. who's going to provide you that evidence? That's what I'm saying. That's why I. I tr- I still trust the way this country works. I have my suspicions on things, but I am not um, uh, enraged right now that Joe Biden won. President Trump, he did make some enemies. Everybody got the word out for the vote. Everybody voted. Uh, that thing is beautiful. Uh, he upset uh, people in Arizona by ripping John McCain. That's going to hurt him. It, it, there's just. By the way, let me tell you something. Donald Duck could have beat Trump, and the cities in this country would still have erupted because those celebrations were ding dong, the witch is dead celebrations. Yes, they, they, they. I'm not indicting or, or uh, diminishing Biden in any way, but that I don't think those celebrations had much to do with Biden at all. I think it was ding dong, the witch is dead. Okay, that's why he, Donald Duck could have had more votes than Trump, and those celebrations would have still happened. Do we consider Reuters a reputable news? Sure. Outlet? Okay. Uh, this was posted on November 6th at 9.27 a.m. Videos showing workers picking up mail-in ballots from ballot drop boxes in Los Angeles after Election Day have been shared thousands of times on social media. There's also another story about the very same thing happening in Arizona. And, and what, what entity of American life is going to react to that, to handle this? The FBI. FBI? Well, Justice Department? This is a pretty big, yeah. important yeah. decision being I, made. Well, I, I'm, I'm asking rhetorically. Oh, okay. And, and, Who's going to handle that? I am answering. The FBI. Yeah. Yeah. So how many ballots? Okay, if it's Los Angeles, most likely those ballots that were there were a cast for uh, Vice President Biden. Right, yeah. And, Trump and, had no chance and, and of winning how, California anyway. Right, right. And But, but that's... You realize something? What do I realize? Do you realize this conversation would not be occurring if there was still a center in this country? This conversation would not yep. be occurring. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I was just thinking. I was thinking your request to start the, the show over might possibly mean that you're confused with the direction of the show. Yeah. Well, the direction of the show and what we've talked about for the last 12 minutes is exactly what's happening in cafes and gas stations and hardware stores Agreed. all in bars yep. all over the country. And right it now. would not be this, happening if there was a center that still held in this country. Right there, yes. It absolutely. would not be happening. Yep. But we, right. we have painted ourselves into a dreadful, dreadful corner. Ourselves yep. meaning the USA. The United States. Yeah. Half, yeah, half, a lot of us. Half the people uh, believe Trump is the devil, and half the people believe Biden is a saint, and vice versa. Half the people believe Biden's the devil, and Trump is a saint. But the center has not held. It's it's gone in America. It's gone. So, okay, how do we get it back? That's then? a great question. Uh, but don't you also agree? And this is what I told my kids four years ago. Uh, America said no to Hillary and. Her machine. Mm-hmm. We brought in Donald Trump. Donald Trump, President Trump, for four years, had his four years. He did what he did. He had his own act and style. And now America said, nope, didn't work. Uh, we want Biden. But isn't that what we're that's, supposed that's, to do? That's traditionally how America's worked. This election, even more than Bush v. Gore, this election is just exacerbated by the horrible divide in the country. But no. Because you got half the country that will not accept the results. So now you've got every conservative talk show host on radio and in TV demanding recounts. This isn't Trump got gypped. This is blah. You know, you can't win anymore by so looking Joe, at the center. You can't win. Are, are they not, the people you talk about, not accepting the votes and not accepting the uh, loss or the victory, whatever, uh, are they doing that because they're just petulant and they will not accept it or are they doing it because they see that there is a possibility of a whole lot of fraud it's both it's both it's both but do you think the fraud is enough large enough to overturn and how am i supposed to determine that that's a singular individual in america with a microphone i i i have no means to say hey philadelphia you got to recount everything and I think that's the a way a lot of Americans are feeling, microphone or not. 
typewriter or not, you know. Um, just because you have access to a column and, and a show doesn't mean that uh, normal Americans aren't feeling exactly what you're feeling. See, in a normal America, you would accept these results and we move on. The sun will come up in the morning. That's what we did with Clinton. So That's we've what we always did done. With, yeah. That's what you did with if Obama. In fact, there weren't allegations of all the fraud. Thank you. That's, I guess, what I was going to say. If I didn't sus- suspect that everything was on the up and up or wasn't on the up and up, then I, w- I would. I would. I'd be fine. Yeah. But I just Without don't. I don't think that this isn't passing the smell test. But I keep the using only that people line. making the allegations are the people who lost, and the people that won are saying, "Let's be reunited. Yeah. Let's unite. We're, let's unite together and work together." Well, well that's well, the right message. I, I think Biden's a bit naive, uh, but they would not be listening to that if uh, President Trump won and said, "Come on, let's get united." They'd right. say, "Screw what you." What would it take for the country to accept by for half the country to accept Biden's victory? What would it take? A recount with yeah. proof verified by a federal agency. Then it's going to have to be a recount of every state, and that's not going to happen. Let me let me try this, Joe. Uh, and obviously, all of these numbers are yet to be determined, right? Um, but as we stand today, nearly 146 million votes were cast just for the president. Right. right. Yep. 75.5 for Biden total, right? Yep. And 71 and a and change to to Trump. When Trump ran against Hillary, it was 65 and 62 million. So nearly what is that? Nearly 20 million more people voted in this election as opposed to 4 years ago. Are you Right. I You you mean to tell me that you're going to accept that? I just think that I just think that the mail-in ballots and everything else is just rot with fraud. I really do. It's it's ruined the process. It's it what it's done is cast such a pall over it. Yeah. That even rational people attempting to be centrist are are doubting the integrity of what's happened to the voting process. And that's the problem that I have. I don't care if Biden wins. I really don't. My life's going to be fine. Hey, I'm going to get a place to live. To... Right, you got a place <laughs> to live. I'm happy right. for you. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's it's something's up here. It's it's fishy. That's all I'm going to yeah. Well, and again, then we need the entity and it will be presumably a government appointed entity or commission that will that it, 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 can you even create one that, that half the country will trust? No. You <laughs> can't. Not, We're possible. doomed. We okay. don't have a nonpartisan. Uh, no, it, there's not a nonpartisan bone in the political class. And I will say this. If this result, if, if Biden does end up officially whatever, and it calms the country down, then I'm all for it. If, if it's going to result in people you know, becoming sane once again, then okay, fine. Well, that's a that's a tough way to look at it because you're saying you're willing to accept fraud if it brings about peace. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's a trade-off. I know it's just a hell of a mess we're in. Right, a hell no, of a mess. I've been fretting about it all weekend. What, Kenny? I'm not going to make the same trade-off that Chris did. And every time you say President uh, Biden, I think you mean President Harris. Yeah, you're right. Yes, that's that's what's going through my mind. That mm-hmm. alone. Well, then, then, okay, then the future of the United States boils down to the two Senate runoff races in Georgia. Because if the Republicans lose those, the Democrats have the House and the Senate and the presidency. What could go wrong? Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty hard to be centrist in that environment. uh, What was pretty funny was you guys saw the video of of Kamala Harris calling Joe, hey, we did it. You guys saw that video, right? And someone oh, did a no. someone did a side by side of that looped with her just going after him in one of the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. debates. Oh, she excoriated him. She was it just was so vicious to him. Beautiful. Excoriate. Yeah. <laughs> she was picked because of her identity. Something politics. to do with your skin, I think. I think it's like yeah. defoliation. Rook, what do you say like when Joe uses the word excoriate? F that. Bleep that word. Yeah, I'm not using that word. <laughs> Give me something I can know. Uh, Might we we acknowledge that Mike Osterholm of the University of Minnesota is now on uh, Biden's Coronavirus Response Advisory Board. 
Uh, I think that's a good choice, a wise choice. Which means he's never coming on this show. No, again. it means we'll have him on this week. Oh, nice. I, oh, think, I think so. I have to go Unless through he's another. running for office. If yeah. he's running for office, right, he won't come on. And I did on. watch yeah. uh, Biden's uh, uh, press, not a press conference, a, uh, a statement this morning at about 1030. Uh, a COVID when, statement? Yes, okay. COVID statement in how uh, he was. He's, he's begging Americans to wear a mask. And I, I'm not going to be shocked at all if, it, if once he's president, he makes that a mandate. Uh, and I'm sure that'll cause a lot of problems with half the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But really, what more can he do than it's already being done? That's what I don't know. This whole His whole campaign of, I have a strategy. What 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 else can we possibly do the here, The strategy Joe? is you got to root for the people at Pfizer, which be, produced 90% success rate on their vaccine, which is wonderful news. It's sending the stock market soaring, S&P soaring, mm. and it's because a vaccine is it's not imminent, but it's you can see it from here. Mm. You can see it on the horizon. When did that news develop? Uh, it was the headlines this morning. Mm. Yeah. So about a week after the election? Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well. No. You, that's not a coincidence. Man, there's no place for me in this life anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well, you you I, mean to tell I me. That, I thought the same thing when I read that piece this morning, Joe. So, so you're telling me that, check this out. Look at You mean to tell me that a pharmaceutical company would have withheld life-saving news? Just to influence the election? Boy, am I naive. Come on. Dow is currently up at uh, 1221, 1329 at 29,653. As someone who's very close to a healthcare employee, Mm -hmm. um, big medicine is a big problem Mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. Maybe is it big medicine? Big big pharma? What do we call it? Big pharmaceutical? Big country. (laughs) How you doing? In a big country. So I, I, I imagine what we can expect from a Biden administration is obviously he would not be denouncing the likes of Fauci or no. you know critic which which he should not do. No. I think that's going to be refreshing, mm-hmm. and and uh, he's going to have Mike Osterholm on board, who's got a head on his shoulders, and you've got uh, and and I think those. That will all be formalized. I don't think anything can change, possibly. Uh, Biden has no more ability to stop a virus than I do, or mm-hmm. Trump does. But what will change is the way uh, the news about it is presented to us. And and uh, I, I, every time I hear them say, uh, we're going to accept the science, I don't know that the science has been unaccepted right. in the current administration. It's been challenged because uh, Trump was uh, convinced that the, the virus was going to cost him the election. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. If I'm all on board wearing the mask indoors, that's fine. That's great. I am not going to keep it on all the time when I'm outside. And if that's his plan, he can take his plan and stick it where the sun don't shine. It'd be so fun, Such. I'm just sitting here daydreaming. <laughs> it would be so fun to do one episode of GL where the left and Democrats, in fact, do not accept the science. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> and I guess you could do it for the right, too. But I, I'm just thinking uh, in, in so many different I'm always, I'm always, a, I'm always amused by the people who say we must accept the science. Yeah. Well, how come yeah. you believe in 68 genders? Yeah. Right. The science oh, is read, pretty clear. Oh, my God, you read my mind. It's an X and Y chromosome. That's yeah. science. It's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. And we could go on and on and on on various topics just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk abortion? Uh, no, you know. I no, right. no, I don't. No, I don't. Let's go gun control. No, I don't want to. Flag burning. Flag burning. Gun control. I, I no longer own any fire. Dead puppies on your children's school bus. Call me now. <laughs> yeah. I got rid of all my firearms over the weekend. Don't own any. So they can't take any away. I think the only <laughs> difference uh, we will see in the uh, political wrestling with COVID is just uh, more measured responses, more calmness. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Biden and his team can make it go away any faster than 
Trump and his team could make it go away. <clears throat> but the difference will be that Biden will acknowledge it. He'll wear a mask. He'll mm-hmm. he'll reinforce the idea that this is very real, mm-hmm. which I happen to believe it is. It's well, real. We all do. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, but I'm with, I'm with you. I'm not wearing a mask when I go for a walk. No, I'm not. I'm not wearing one when I'm outside. What? I got I got the look from some gal when I was you walking to get my kid because at school. I, because I accept the science. Mm-hmm. That's why. Right. I have the mask on for the moment I arrive here until we start the show. I'm more which, than willing to. Wear which, that. by the way, I don't understand because we spend an hour and a half in the room together without the mask on. I know, but I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm following the rules. Okay, I'm following the. You're a rule follower. Bad waiter, but he's a rule follower. I'm a. Fo- I'm, 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 I'm following rule follower. the rules. Evil doer. Rule yeah, you never know when one of those bait cutters from down the hall are going to come strolling <laughs> in. <laughs> Ooh. You got to keep the mask on. Yeah. yeah, it's handy. It's right here. It's, a, it's one of my homemade jobs. Ready to go. go. Oh, she's inside. Are we That's still uh, at the at, at Sushere uh, Manor? Are we still processing these? I think the production line has slowed. It has. Okay. Uh, but uh, we, I can get you a mask. Sure. You know. Will that pick up now with the who knows? Flu season? Who knows? She could be employed by the government to make masks. I who do knows? have a request by my uh, my garage logic. Mechanic Andy over at ANA yes wants one of your oh. uh, mom's uh, Garage Logic podcast. And I again forgot to bring you. Those in. You know I don't think you like me anymore. We got a note from Spencer Grunhofer today. Uh oh, it's it's free range fresh turkey time. Oh my God, it is almost heading into Thanksgiving. Free range fresh turkeys, two dollars and ninety nine cents a pound. Wow, is that a good price? Rick? Very good price. I don't know the price of food. <laughs> That's okay. Leave I don't. That to me. Plus, it's a free-range fresh turkey, so that means it's good. It's not. It has not been in the cage. It's Ain't got no run, biotics and stuff. Been running around. Doesn't <laughs> have any stuff. It's this is a. Ain't this got is no a good buy. Uh, antibodies. It's a healthy turkey is what he's saying. <laughs> Two ninety-nine a pound. You can call in and place your order. Six you need five. A turkey? He gets you turkey. I can get you a turkey at Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, and it'll be the best turkey you've ever had. Six five one, four two six twenty eight hundred. All right. If you want to call ahead and, and place your order at Grunhofer's, uh, but you're going to be, you know, you'll be you'll be tempted in any event because you got to go in to get it, and once you're there, you're uh, going to load over. up on the bacon, the brats, the Philly patties, the rookie burgers, the salmon, the jerky, the seasonings, the whole deal. Oh. It's all there. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's been a wonderful uh, discovery. You'll see the new construction taking place because Spencer's adding on 2,500 feet. But uh, Spencer Re- reluctantly, he's too busy. I <laughs> did the thick cut bacon over the weekend from yeah. Grunhofer's. Yeah. Wow! How mm-hmm. did you make it? A uh, little brown sugar, oh, just you, a little bit. Did you bake it? And I baked it. Okay, good. Absolutely baked. That's it. how it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Baked it. Yeah, yeah, in the oven. Bake it in the oven at 400. Yeah. Pour some hot honey on it. Okay, Rook. Give a little spice. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it all wrong, Joe. <laughs> Free range fresh turkeys, two ninety nine a pound. If you want to call in to order, you may. 651-426-2800. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on, where else? Highway, Highway 61. 61. <clears throat> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. You know, we learn a lot about each other here during the commercial breaks. And one thing we've discovered <laughs> is we are Careful. all fans Careful. of Chill Boys. You should make the switch, too. I got a great email from Eric from Vadness Heights that said, Reeves, love the show. Thank you for the recommendation on Chill Boys. I love them so much, I even bought a couple pair for the old man. Thank you, Eric, for supporting Chill Boys. And he went to chillboys.com, placed his order, and you can, too. And here's the best part about your order. If you spend more than $40, that'll get to your front door fast and free anywhere throughout the entire country. You know, let's say you have... Five and maybe you went down to four. You right. can buy another pair to replace right. that one. It's just that easy. Or what they should do at Chill Boys, and I don't want to do their own research and development. Sure, they should have like a a little Velcro patch. So if you do have an accident, <laughs> you just rip that sucker off, and you know they're as good as new. You know you get one you get one accident. If you feel like you might have an accident, right. you get one the Velcro, accident. Velcro strip. Velcro, yeah, and you, just, and you just rip that sucker oh. out of there, yeah. toss it, and they're like brand new. It's like a, idea. It's like yes. a nicotine patch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Zero. Yes. Zero to sixty in one point five seconds. Bam. Jets Chill. confidence. Chillboys.com. Tell me you heard about it on GL. Okay. One. Uh, one uh, more point about our consternation. Yes. The the institutions that we have historically relied on 
to get to the bottom of things uh, no longer exist. Uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, yep. the networks, uh, Los Angeles Times, Chicago Tribune, these institutions that we once trusted and we once relied on. Yeah. To maybe cover the hanging chads? Yeah, they don't exist the anymore. Last? They don't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, nothing right. is without bias. Right. They've yeah. all chosen. Yeah, they've all picked sides. So yeah. it, it, further, it further exacerbates the tremendous problem we have in trying to retain uh, an America, an American center that embraces people of all political stripes, because that's what the center used to do. Mm-hmm. It would embrace... No, somebody would not care that I voted Republican and I didn't care that they voted Democrat. We've lost that. And, and, and if you want to talk about uh, allegations of, of voter uh, uh, fraud, we do not have any institutions that, that will even be interested in examining that. Wow, that's really- we, we've relied on a guy named James O'Keefe. Uh, Project Veritas, who sneaks into places with a camera and either either finds something that we're supposed to believe in or finds something that leaves too many questions unanswered. Uh, the, the great gray lady, the New York Times, is, is worthless. It's worthless. No. Well, what are they teaching in journalism school? They're not. They're not. Most journalism schools now, uh, to my understanding, are heavy on uh, uh, technical and social media. Oh, okay. AP style book, Joe. I mean, come that, on. That we, probably we, went out we, the last time I was we in school. That. Yeah. We have lost Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is resigning. Or, I'm sorry. She will not seek re-election. Right. Uh, and she said that uh, she made this decision. <laughs> right after the election, right? Maybe when well the- before <laughs> multiple uh-huh. crises hit the city and George Floyd and sure. Heavy. Oh, sure. You know what, lady? You're lying. <laughs> yeah. You're lying, lady. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a rat lady. leaving a sinking ship. What she discovered yeah. is that her job got a lot more tough than banning plastic bags. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She's she's lanes. she's yeah. allegedly lying. But here's my point, Lisa. If you're going to tell me that you're not going to seek re-election, and you knew this six months ago, then why were you in Powderhorn Park demanding that the police be defunded? Isn't no. that at, the, at, the, at, at least that's disingenuous? Right. That's an absolute absence of character to say, yeah. oh, I knew I wasn't going to run again. Mm. Well, then what were you doing? Because what you've done in the last five months has not accomplish a thing and that's probably why you're not going to run again not only is it not accomplish a thing it's made the situation far worse than it was to begin with uh i got a, a an email from steve mulholland in the belly of the beast uh what a tenure it has been she shepherded the disastrous 2040 plan which will destroy neighborhoods and permanently alter the character of the city her defund the police rhetoric has led to crime waves the likes of which minneapolis has never seen buildings from uptown to downtown the north side to powderhorn are boarded up with no signs of opening and lake street is still lined with rubble she claims to have made this this decision before all the riots and crime. If that's the case, I wish she had stepped down before she was crying to the city to rid itself of a police force. Yeah, here, here. Neighbors in my area are saying that she's already left town and will be residing in Duluth. Good riddance to this incompetent fool and petulant social activist posing as a public official. I guess she'll get along well with the mayor of the of Duluth. As you can rest assured, neither sidewalks nor streets will be clear of snow in one half of the twin ports this winter. Keep pushing back. Loyal GL Lister in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis. <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect health. Steve Mulholland. I, I do find her behavior to be, uh, to be an example of a, a real absence of character. 100%. A real absence of she character. She was one that didn't shovel too, right? Yeah. Okay. Absence of character. But gee yeah, whiz, she's a lady. failure and a liar, and now she's finally realized she's an embarrassment, and she is embarrassed, and she's run away. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you love to know what softball gig she ended up with in Duluth? She's not going to go up there to paint. No. Yeah, right. No, no, she won't be working full days. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe she'll do a podcast up in Duluth. I'm sure she will. Well, good luck to her. <laughs> I'll 
<laughs> they're hard to do, Lisa. But they you know, sound easy, but they're not easy. I, uh, I I tweeted about this yesterday when the story broke. I think I retweeted the the CCO news site story about this. In any event, a lot of GLers responded saying, "Well, the mayor's theory is going to ring true here," as in, "We're going to wish we had Lisa Bender oh, by who boy. replaces her." Who knows? Uh, you know, I think I don't you, see that. Okay, I, yeah, I, I don't this either. Might have, this may have been <laughs> a stop to that with. Are the recent events and, and Mayor Fry and Mayor uh, Carter being called out for what they are, not yeah, leaders. The one thing that I do see uh, is generally the residents of South Minneapolis are unified on the fact that our city council is awful. But but a, a, a GLer has to come forward. Lacey right. Johnson? Yeah. Well, yeah. G, well, even for council seats, you got to come up with some GL. These are professional activists. They've never worked. Yeah. Right. Nope. Yeah. She was a city planner in San Francisco, and she worked for a state agency here. She's never been outside the womb of the political class. And now, she, what funny body noise was that? You all right, Kenny? I thought I did that off the air. <laughs> we got a little bit. We just got a little little taste. Chillboys.com. Yep. Joel, last week you noticed the same thing I did when we looked at the election map. The division in our country is visibly pronounced in urban versus rural terms. Even in liberal parts of the country like California, Washington, and Oregon, the rural areas are red and the metro areas are blue. I have spent roughly half of my adult... That's, that's true in North Dakota, by the way. Mm-hmm. Bismarck's blue. Right. Yeah. Sioux Falls is blue. Pierre's blue. Sioux Falls mm-hmm. is? Really? Well, I think it is. Okay. Uh, even in liberal parts of the county like California, Washington, and Oregon, the rural areas are red and the metro areas are blue. I have spent roughly half of my adult life in urban areas like Madison, Wisconsin, Dallas, Texas, and the Twin Cities, and the other half in rural Iowa. Having experienced the distinct differences in lifestyles and attitudes between urban and rural areas, I believe I can offer a potential answer to the question you posed, why the division? My observation is this. The majority of people in rural areas understand their standing in life is based primarily on the decisions they make, while the majority of people in urban areas would rather explain any disparity in life as the result of opportunity or winning or losing life's lottery. Think of that young man who wrote an editorial in the Star Tribune earlier this fall. Simply put, rural Americans understand that life is not a zero-sum game. You get out of life what you put into it. Because my neighbor succeeds does not mean that I suffer. Rural Americans accept that if someone works harder or makes a better decision, they will receive the rewards. What I saw in the urban areas uh, when I lived there was nearly the complete opposite. The jealousy and almost hatred for people who had more was disgusting. The general belief was that if someone had more, they almost certainly did not deserve it, and it was at someone else's expense. The other end of the spectrum was just as bizarre. People of means felt guilty at what they had earned, but were generally unwilling to give or support charities. They would rather the state take the money in the form of taxes to absolve the inequalities and relieve their conscience. This is is pretty good. It's a fact of life. There are disparities throughout our country, and I believe that is a good thing because it means we have choice. If someone wants to put in more effort to live a better life, they have that right. If someone else is content to put in the bare minimum to squeak by, they are allowed to do so. It is your decision. Both sides have to accept the trade-offs. Some value money over time with family, and others would rather spend time with loved ones compared to working a second or third job. If we want everyone to have equal outcomes, that means we all have to make the same decisions. Unlikely, because we are all different and individuals. The only way we can achieve equal outcomes is to take away the individual right to make our own decisions and allow the government to make every decision for us. I'm afraid that's the road we're headed down unless we yeah. continue to push back Don Heidemann. That's a great email. Hmm. And uh, yeah, along well similar said. lines, uh, Rick writes, uh, to the office of the mayor above the boathouse, East Shore, Spoon Lake, Gumption Counter, County, to his honor, Joe Scootaway. Uh, get it, Scooter? <laughs> Scooter. Mayor, I've been away from Garage Logic for a brief spell, and I'm just getting caught up. I'm mulling over conversations about the role of analytics in baseball, the failed academy, and the allure of the political left. I can't help but conclude it all fits. Twenty years ago, Al Gore was talking about people who won life's lottery because in his worldview, success is just something that lands on you. 
moral and ethical integrity take a back seat to blind luck. When the individual is no longer responsible or even capable, it all fits. Why not simply have the government make every decision? In sports, there's no reverence for achievement. Effort isn't part of the formula. Athletes are mere robots. We have no reason to applaud the years of hard work that culminate in almost supernatural feats. It all fits. Why not simply let the number crunchers tell us what the outcome is supposed to be? In schools, every possible excuse is offered for failure. Imagine mom and dad sitting at the kitchen table asking each other, have you seen Junior's grades? Only to be told that grades are no longer given because we shouldn't push Junior. It all fits. Why not simply hand over our children to be raised by the state? At the core of the mystery, the individual is removed from the equation. We are no longer captains of our fate. It naturally follows that we can't be held responsible for our success or failure. We are simply cogs on a wheel, parts in a machine. If the left wants to take down every statue, rename every lake, well, why not? No one is worthy of honor, and it all fits. Sorry to sound so bleak. On a positive note, as long as it's apparently okay to vote early, allow me to offer a slightly premature harumph of congratulations on the 500th episode of the podcast. Keep pushing back. I sure will be Rick in Stillwater. This is 494. This is 494. So Tuesday's 5, Wednesday's 6, Thursday's 7, Friday 8, Monday next, a week from tomorrow. Tuesday. I had to to do the math. He counted out on his fingers. (laughs) You guys all missed it, but I I want to congratulate. And if John Height was here, he would have caught it. Uh, I just want to congratulate Rick from Stillwater with the line, Have you seen Junior's grades? Right out of a van here. Oh, oh he's right. No. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh. That was right so sweet, head. Rick. That, that right was subtle and sweet. Good I catch, Kenny. Good catch, Kenny. Plus, that's the greatest <laughs> open. That's hot for teacher, right? No, it's Isn't in it? the middle. Of, no, it's in the middle of another song. Oh, when we uh, at last returned from this brief. Time out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have found something that uh, on the Come in on. these troubled times that huh? just so fascinates me, uh, and we're going to get to it shortly. I think it's the cradle will rock. Got it. <clears throat> Mate schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Only. Okay, GLers. Oh, wait. You're going to do something? No, here? no, you go ahead. You go ahead. All right, I'm going to do something here because last week uh, we introduced the GLers to Moon Motorsports. That's the family owned giant motorsports shop. And we introduced them to the GL podcast. They've been doing it up uh, for about 50 years now in Monticello. Full shop, parts, apparel, all in house. And the largest selection of ATVs, side by side snowmobiles in the region. You can see them all on moonmotorsports.com, but they also have motorcycles. Lots and lots of motorcycles. Moon carries, now count along with me, Honda, BMW, Triumph, KTM, Yamaha, Can-Am, Ducati. Did I leave any out? Maybe, but doubtful. And I know what the weather turned today. It's so gross out today. You're thinking about stashing it for the winter. Hold on a second there, cowboy, because right now is the best time to buy a new bike. Prices way better in the fall and the early winter. Many manufacturers, they offer excellent savings. Some of even no payments. One of those uh, no payments until 2021 deals. And Moon Motorsports will give you free winter storage if you buy a motorcycle for the rest of 2020, just like that. MoonMotorsports.com, a good place to start. You'll find all the remaining inventory, and it's fairly vast because of the huge selection they have. And I know you've seen them off of uh, 94. They're on the south side of 94 as you go through Monticello. Pull in, stroll in, and then prepare to be awed by the Cathedral of Fossil-Fueled Fun. Moon, Moon Motorsports, they've been making dreams reality in Monticello for generations now. That dream bike of yours, it's waiting for you right there. Check them out, moonmotorsports.com. Boy, aren't the votes close in Arizona and Pennsylvania? Yeah, I was just looking at that. Jeez, just, Georgia. It's unbelievable. Georgia, man. By Holy. the way, oh, I was just going to say, by the way, we didn't mention this yet, but uh, the tr- uh, President Trump has announced that Mark Esper has been replaced as sec- Secretary of Defense by Chris Miller. Ah, Chris looking for a nice, long, optimistic career, huh? Yep. 
Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, <laughs> India. It's on this date in Minnesota history, November 9th, 1913. Day two of the three-day Great Storm of 1913, which kills 251 people on the Great Lakes, 44 on Lake Superior, and sinks 17 boats. So this really fired me up. I went down the rabbit hole. I spent a lot of time reading about this this morning. Uh, The Great Lake Storm of 1913, historically referred to as the Big Blow, the Freshwater Fury, or the White Hurricane, was a blizzard with hurricane-force winds that devastated the Great Lakes Basin in the Midwestern United States and Ontario from November 7 through November 10, 1913. The storm was most powerful on November 9, today, battering and overturning ships on four of the five Great Lakes, particularly Lake Huron. Deceptive lulls in the storm and the slow pace of weather reports contributed to the storm's destructiveness. The deadliest and most destructive natural disaster to hit the lakes in recorded history, the Great Lakes storm killed more than 250 people, destroyed 19 ships, stranded 19 others. The financial loss in vessels alone was nearly $5 million, or about $129,343,000 in today's money. That included about a million dollars at current value in lost cargo, totaling about 68,300 tons, such as coal, iron ore, and grain. Mm. The storm was an extra-tropical cyclone. It originated as the convergence of two major storm fronts fueled by the lake's relatively warm waters, a seasonal process called a November gale. It produced 90-mile-an-hour winds, uh, waves over 35 feet high, and whiteout snow squalls. Analysis of the storm and its impact on humans, engineering structures, and the landscape led to better forecasting and faster responses to storm warnings, stronger construction, especially of marine vessels, and improve preparedness. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I find this just fascinating. This this really was much worse than the storm that took out the F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I know we only get devastating storms now. We, we right. did, we, Forget we, back then. They were soft. We didn't back used then. to get them. Right. Now we, we, we only get them time. now. Well, here's a little background for you. Yep. Oh, here we go. The immense volume of water in the five Great Lakes holds heat that allows the lakes to remain relatively warm for much later into the year and postpones the Arctic spread in the region. During the autumn, two major weather tracks converge over the area. Cold, dry air moves south-southeast from Alberta and northern Canada as an Alberta clipper. Warm, moist air moves north-northeast from the Gulf of Mexico along the lee of the central Rocky Mountains as a Colorado low. The collision of these masses forms large storm systems in the middle of the North American continent, including the Great Lakes. When the cold air from these storms moves over the lakes, it is warmed by the waters below and picks up a spin. As the cyclonic system continues over the lakes, its power is intensified by the jet stream and warm waters below. The result is commonly referred to as a November gale or November witch, W-I-T-C-H. Hmm. Such a storm can maintain hurricane force. So so the, uh, the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald got caught in a November witch okay. or a November gale, hmm. right? Uh, but well, by, gale, I've heard. I've never heard witch. But by 1970, hmm. was it 75? Yes, yes. 75. But yep. by 75... Uh, you know, the destructive nature of that storm was minimal, even though you lost 29 souls sure. on that boat. Uh, and maybe more maybe more boats were not out on the water back in 1975. Well, I was doing a re- little research on a different uh, uh, storm. What day did the Edmund go down? It was about November. I think it's today. Look it up, Rook. It's it today. Was, it was the 10th. It was the 10th. Because I looked it up no last week. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so we have one on the 9th, one on the 10th. What happened on the 11th, Joe, in this uh, in history, weather-related? Oh, the uh, Armistice Day blizzard. Yeah, yeah. 1940. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I've never put those three together. Interesting. The result is commonly referred to as a November gale or November witch. Such a storm can maintain hurricane-force wind gusts, produce waves over 50 feet high, and dump several inches of rain or feet of snow. Fueled by warm lake water, these powerful storms may remain over the Great Lakes for days. Uh, November gales have been a bane of the Great Lakes, with at least 25 killer storms striking the region since 1847. And we can only conclude that prior to 1847, certainly they were getting hit then, too. We just Mm -hmm. don't have the records. 
During the big storm of 1905, 27 wooden vessels were lost. During a November gale in 1975, the giant ore bulk carrier SS Edmund Fitzgerald sank suddenly with all hands without a distress signal. Uh, and that, uh, uh, that resonates in our consciousness today, right. the loss of that ship. Uh, this, this ship, this 1913 thing, holy smokes. I, I, if I, I don't have a bucket list. Why? I don't know, because, you know, God's name, what, what wouldn't make the cut? I mean, you know, there's a lot to do. But if I had to draw up a modest bucket list, I, I think I would spend more time around the Great Lakes. I've driven a motorcycle around Lake Superior. I've spent time on Isle Royal. I've spent time at Lutzen and Split Rock Lighthouse. But I'd like to drive around all five of them. Or more preferably, maybe do it by boat. Oh, not study, but just uh, take in the uh, the sights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I just am fascinated uh, that we have this amazing uh, load of fresh water right here. Now, only Lake Michigan is entirely in the United States. I believe. Is that right? Yeah. If you look at the look at the, the, the way maps. The, if you look at the maps. Yeah. I don't know if you had this quote, but one of the captains did say the following that it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November raid. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Uh, what? Yeah, I didn't get that. That's a Guns and Roses. Oh, um, GNR. Such. I wonder if the guys like this morning, the Masabi Miner departed uh, Duluth at about quarter after five this morning. Do you think those guys think about that? Hell think yes. that's on their mind at this time of year? Yeah, you why bet. wouldn't it? Yeah, you bet. I bet. I'd crawl yeah. on this shore so close to shore, oh. I'd be hitting bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! It's just amazing. Uh, for all I know, the, the Lake Superior is getting blasted right now. It's raining and windy here. Well, we always see the video surface. Kenny usually retweet them when uh, we get those really big waves in the harbor. Yeah. yeah what are this, we this, this, this busted up the shoreline of all five Great Lakes. Uh, Cleveland paralyzed under ice and snow. Uh, power uh, Telephone poles were broken. Power cables lay in tangled masses. Uh, the November 11 P- Cleveland Plain dealer described the aftermath. Cleveland lay in white and mighty solitude, mute and deaf to the outside world, a city of lonesome snowiness, storm swept from end to end when the violence of the two-day blizzard lessened late yesterday afternoon. That's pretty you got to go up to the uh, tip of the Keweenaw Peninsula mm-hmm. in February and see the ice, the sheets of ice piled up on, on one another out in the lake on the shoreline. It's so cool. So cool. Major shipwrecks occurred on all but Lake Ontario, with most happening on southern and western Lake Huron. Lake Masters recounted that waves reached at least 35 feet in height. Uh, in the late afternoon of November 10, an unknown vessel was spotted floating upside down in 60 feet of water Jeez. on the eastern coast of Michigan within sight of Heronia Beach and the mouth of the St. Clair River. Uh, determining the identity of this mystery ship became of regional interest, resulting in daily front-page newspaper articles. The ship eventually sank, and it was not until early Saturday morning, November 15, that it was finally identified as the Charles S. Price. Uh, it's this was the first time in Great Lakes history that a fully loaded ore carrier had capsized. Holy mackerel. It's just amazing. Just amazing. Uh, and I have, a, I have a list of all the ships that were, uh, that foundered, uh, 12 are you going to do them? No. You going to do them alphabetically? No. Uh, are we going to say a little moment of prayer for each I, I, one? I won't. Uh, I'll stop are right gonna now. Are going to pay uh, Quick check, reparations uh, your, to the family? For your trip around the, uh, the Great Lakes, I have found... Online available, just a small little sailboat, which would be your style, uh, called the Flying Wasp. <laughs> when your ship comes in. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. And it's easy to grin when your <laughs> pants are too tight in the seat. She christens it, the thing just goes kaplunk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, you broke my boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> you scratched my anchor. Yeah, you scratched my anchor. <laughs> Uh, Jordy just sent in a, a little breaking news from the governor's office. Uh-oh. Oh. A story from WCCO's Esme Murphy sure. reports that restrictions will be aimed, uh, here we go, 
Governor Tim Walls announced today that he plans to announce new restrictions that target active spreaders of COVID-19 in an effort to bring the coronavirus under control. As cases have surged to dangerous levels in recent weeks, Walls plans to unveil at least some of his restrictions tomorrow, hinting that they would be more surgically and much more aggressively targeted than the 51-day stay-at-home order from the spring. I predict Christmas will be canceled. Wait, you might as well say it. We might have to cancel Christmas! Right, because I knew you would. Wow, what, that wouldn't that be? That's one of my greatest fears. Because well, that's what every show is about around Christmas time for kids. And we really... Well, Here, here's how about this quote. At this point in time, this is Governor Walls again. At this point in time, we've learned we can do retail. We can do education, some of it in person. If we're able to test, contain, and contact trace those folks to get their infections isolated, he said... Uh, Murphy reports that the governor made it clear he'll be announcing stronger restrictions aimed at places and at events frequented by younger people ages 18 to 35. He's a criminal. Good luck to you, 30 Bales and Jack's Cafe. Mm-hmm. This is... Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what are you... What are you... Uh, con- what are you contesting? Well, didn't the the line targeted surgically and much more aggressively than the fifty one day stay at home order from the spring? That doesn't alarm you in any way. It does. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what it means. What what more alarms me is: Do we even know if that works as a mitigating factor? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Oh boy, we're getting another couple emails with this same. Now story. you tell me that that works. Then you have to see the wisdom in it. But again, but we don't know if it works. I I agree with you. We've been masked up and socially distancing since July. Mm -hmm. And nothing's changed. In fact, it's getting getting more. And because of more testing, you're getting more results. This is all about power. Well, I, I, uh, then you better really be prepared to be doubled down on that with the new administration. Oh, you didn't read Joe Biden's new plan? Well, oh, come on. I forgot to bring that up. Well, I had it on the show earlier. He doesn't have a plan, really. You mean buildbackbetter.com? That's uh, that's his that's his transition plan. That's not his COVID plan. Well, the COVID plan is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got here, Joe? Well, so far, just it'll be a mask mandate. Well, we're going to double double the number of drive-through testing sites. Okay, fine. We're going to make sure that everyone has the ability to get tested, which well, apparently I, doesn't exist now. I, it doesn't. Oh, I want that to happen. Oh. I had a, a kid that needed the test, and they couldn't find a place. Are oh, you really? serious? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I I I want testing, but beyond that, buckle up, America. There is nothing a a Biden administration can do, except we discussed this earlier, except to present this more formally, Mm -hmm. quietly, civilly, and not contest. Who are you talking about? The likes of Fauci and and what happened. We don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, I don't know what you do. Let Pfizer do its thing. Right. Johnson and Johnson. It's whatever. a race to see who's going to be the first to do it. Mm-hmm. But then again, if I don't know, I don't know anything about Pfizer. I don't know if they're a, a a bad company. I don't know if they're. I mean, like as far as making money, or are they going to say? I'm sure they make. Let's money. keep this affordable and let's get this out as soon as possible. We'll worry about the money later. I have no idea. That's I, what I'm, I'm sure that Rook. That might sound well, but they're they're going to make money. They're going to make money. Yeah. Well, what's a flu shot cost you? We get it free here. Yeah, free, but, but what's it cost the company? Ten bucks an arm? I don't know. Five? Probably five. Three? Probably I don't eight fifty if you factor in uh, <laughs> union work. <laughs> don't, but you're gonna go. Don't you're gonna go back that. if you're gonna. With the HIPAA rules, you're gonna have to maybe even go nine, <laughs> yeah. nine and a quarter. Yeah, it's going up. I'm gonna go out back and have a lung dart. <laughs> yeah, well, you okay? Good. Hey, bring I'll some be, paper right too. Back. I'll be right back. All right, we'll be right back too. Okay, okay let's yeah. just do yeah. this then. this one chicks really dig him now that he rides a harley here's <laughs> joe suchere <laughs> i don't have it anymore uh i got an email from kevin reavers after hearing in recent podcasts that harmony spirits was now available at total wine i visited the woodbury location and picked up a bottle of harmony's vodka it was amazing very smooth and easy and in memory 
of the dearly departed Sean Connery, I made a Harmony Spirits Dirty Martini, shaken, not stirred. I bet. So uh, thank you very much, Kevin, for supporting Harmony Spirits. And he did what you should do. Go into your local liquor store, ask for Harmony by name. Joe, I stopped at the Total Wine in Chanhassen Saturday looking for the rum. They were out of the rum, but I will, I, will, I will try to track you Sounds down. Sounds like my kid's going to be out of luck. Well, we'll, we'll figure out something. I'm not going to extend myself. Harmony I mean, it's, either, it's either right there or it isn't. Right. You're either going to have it or you're not. Right. Uh, HarmonySpirits.net is the website. Check out the hours of that tasting room down in beautiful Harmony, Minnesota. But also stop in at your local liquor store and ask for them by name. That is what they would really like you to do. And please let them know that you heard about Harmony Spirits right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Two years after the offense, uh, this is humans, man, human, human, losing their relationship with nature. Two years after the offense, an Idaho man who's not named pled guilty to multiple charges, including foot travel in a thermal area at Yellowstone and violating closures and use limits. Uh, This guy... What did this guy do? He went to the hot spring, a hot spring, and he attempted to do something. Yeah, he attempted to, to cook chickens. He had kept a sack walk. of chickens, and he put them in the hot springs. Chickens. Huh? I, I, why didn't they just dissolve? Yardbird. Man alive. You see those chickens over there? Yeah. Well, it's not like a Bond villain vat of acid where it just disappears. How the hell is it? Is it? It's just don't don't the hell oh, it no, isn't you with melt. me, pal. Don't you melt? No, you don't melt. According to Yellowstone <laughs> officials, more than twenty people have melted. No, 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 no. Just a little globby wood down the seat. Uh, she was little, here five minutes ago. Twenty people have died from burns suffered after they entered or fell into the hot springs. There you go. Yeah. So this moron's trying to cook chickens. How hammered are you if you fall into the hot springs? I wonder if he. How hammer are you if you're cooking chickens in a geyser? True. Matt, do you think that would be a viable way of cooking deer venison tenderloins, or would you be doing it all (laughs) wrong? No, you'd be doing that all wrong. What you want to do is place it under about 350 with some foil, uh, sear it if you'd like, depending on your cooking corner and GL. Let's uh, let's cook. Hey, Joe, uh, can I interest you in some uh, venison tenderloin? Hell no. Oh it's got God. that COVID-19 brain disease or wood tick Demented, disease or no. something. Uh, <laughs> we, we got an update here uh, on chronic what wasting disease. read about Governor Walls. This is from our buddy Zipco. <laughs> According to the Star Tribune, Joe, are you paying attention? I am, Chris. Governor Walls also said today that the state is looking closely at the use of mobile devices that can record the movements of people and their proximity to others. Right there. There Holy you go. Holy shit. Right there. But uh, let me race to my question. What's your question? What's in it for him to know where I am? Joe, what happened Right to you? there. He just spelled it out for you. What happened Read it to again, you? Chris. What? Read what? it again, Chris. Joe, let me, let me try he again. He obviously didn't hear you. Governor Walls today also said that the state is looking closely at the use of mobile devices that can record the movements of people and their proximity to others. Well, I got news for you. Yeah. I ain't wearing no state-controlled gizmo. Oh, you've got one in your pocket right now. We will be watching you. Oh, the phone. If you go to your establishment and no, get no, the call, no, you don't get phone. to use my phone for that, you it's moron. Your phone. Turn your location services off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's got this? Some of us did that long ago, Kenny. (laughs) Oh, what a nice note from my wife. Enjoyed two delicious ribs for lunch. Thank you, chef. Oh, you know what you can do? Isn't that nice? You know what you can do? Isn't that nice? Hey, in the midst of this pandemic, though, do you know one guy that's really making a difference, and he would never want us to mention this? Hmm. Mike Fratelloni. Did you see what they did? They spent some dough, didn't they? Over the weekend, uh, the Twin Cities Hardware chain purchased... $100,000 $100,000 worth of restaurant gift cards to reward their customers. Mike, that's Michael. awesome. You yes, know what Mike. the problem is now? What? Mm. You're going to have to hurry up to use Yeah, them. you got to use them today <laughs> Jeez. before oh. these places close. Mike, that's wait really cool. Wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute, fellas. Right. Something just happened to my phone. I turned off location services, and a new window came up. And I can show it to the camera, but the camera's not going to pick it up clearly. And it says... Uh, and it says exposure logging, and I've got it turned off, and I cannot turn it on because it says you cannot turn on exposure logging without an authorized app installed that can send exposure notifications. So I guess that's protecting me from that. 
uh, and I don't have it. But it also, it goes on to say, when enabled, iPhone can exchange random IDs with other devices using Bluetooth. The random IDs your device collects are stored in an exposure log for 14 days. This exposure log allows an app you authorize to notify you if you may have been exposed to COVID-19. If you are diagnosed with COVID-19, you can choose to share your own device's random IDs with the authorized app. So it's already in place. All I have to do is find the app and plug it in. Wow. I don't There's find that on my here. phone. I don't find notifications. Exposure. Um, you, you have an iPhone. You're going to have to go to privacy and then go to location services. Oh, privacy. I see privacy. <clears throat> location services is on. Mine's yeah. on. What's that mean? I have no idea what that means. Holy crap! Where to go? Now All right, it's end the show. Goodbye. We're, you're boring the customers. Are we? Uh, are we? So we're talking about Mike Fratelloni and his kindness and his uh, that's really wonderful cool, gesture for yeah, local restaurants. It is cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. I hope that people get to use those coupons. Well, this mm-hmm. is the time when people are going inside, so those restaurants are going to need your support. So support any and all of those local ownership uh, owned owned restaurants because they've got a bunch of staff that needs the tips, the hourly wages, etc. And the hey, guys that sell them the steaks and the, the booze. Hey, speaking of apps, what about that Pod MN app, Rook? Oh, that's a good appetizer. Oh, yeah. no, apps. That's right. Pod <laughs> MN. I thought we were talking about food. Pod MN on your smartphone and then on the computer. It's podmn.com. And inside there, you will find a sea of Minnesota podcasts that you can enjoy from and draw from and be entertained by. PodMN on your smartphone and PodMN.com on your computer, bro. So anyway, Kenny, back to that steak. So if you put it at about 400...